All right, here we go. Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry with host and founder Richard Case and co-host and retreat leader Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, this is uh, guest day, uh, and we have two fabulous guests, uh, Ned and April, uh, from uh, the East Coast. Where were you guys actually? What's your town that you live in? <clears throat> we live in a village called Wickford, Rhode Island, and we say to people, it's across the bay from Newport. Ah. seems to know Newport, so we're right on the bay in Rhode Island. Do you guys uh, go to the Newport very, very often? Uh, yes, we're 15 minutes from Newport. Do. In fact, the house That's we live so in is fun. a block away from where April grew up. So this is wow. an interesting uh, situation to be married to someone that people still think of her as little April, the 10-year-old <laughs> blonde walking around town. Yeah, that is a that is a true statement. It's it's weird to be treated like a 10-year-old. Yeah, sure. uh, <laughs> there's still some of the same neighbors in the in the neighborhood and everything as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's so sweet. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah, Newport. Uh, uh, we love our Linda and I love Newport. Uh, we love you know visiting the mansions there. This is where all the uh, mansions from the 1800s are are still you know uh, existing, and you can tour them. Uh, so it's a magnificent place, and uh, just walking along the ocean there mm -hmm. uh, is fabulous. So uh, it's a beautiful place, and we're excited. Uh, Ned and April uh, are good friends. Uh, from uh, the East Coast. They attended the retreat many years ago and they've learned to abide and, and give it away. And April can, uh, and Ned both can share a little bit about uh, their giving it away, particularly April. Uh, you've spoken at C12 events, haven't you? I have, yes, yes. And I spoke at Iron Sharpens Iron for women and yes, so I've done some speaking. Yeah. Yeah, famous. A April's famous, right? Right, Ned. <laughs> I will in, say, uh, April and Ned are two of my favorite people, so I'm excited <laughs> to have them on here. In it's my business life, know. I have my office in downtown Providence, and in Providence, I'm well known, very well known. And when I get down to Wickford, I become Mr. April. Clearly <laughs> 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 not the calendar, but I'm Mr. April. That's great. Yeah, and your business is uh, you're in accounting. Uh, how long have you been? How long have you been with with that firm there in Rhode Island? Forever. I I started uh, when I graduated college in 1977. I started working in downtown Providence for a small firm. Left there after three or four years. Went to another small firm. Left there after five years. Not quite 30 years old, and started my own business. Yeah. And three years later, merged that into the firm that I started with. And then oh, wow. two and a half years ago, uh, merged into a thousand-person firm headquartered predominantly in in uh, New York and New Jersey. Yeah. So it's 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 been quite a ride. Yeah. And you're uh, you're a tax specialist, right? Uh, my specialty is in private clubs, tax and consulting related to that. Yeah. So 
we've we've grown our practice to be third largest in the country that handles handles private clubs. We we're predominantly on the East Coast, but I've got some clubs in uh, in the middle of the country in San Francisco and and recently one in Hawaii. So it's oh, nice. it's going going ah. going national. If you need a friend to go with you on, you know, you, if you and April would like to go visit that one and bring Dan and I along, Stand yeah, line. free to Stand invite, line, we'll Kathy. jump Take in. <laughs> Kathy, you're such a good friend. I know. Right? <laughs> did you uh, did you ever do the Chicago Yacht Club? Yes, that's a that's a new client as well. We uh, that worked out really well. The whole very interesting. The the first year client for us and the whole thing was remote. So <laughs> I, I've yet to go out there, but they've they've made it a point that this year they expect us to be out there on site. So yeah, easy to get a flight out there. So that'll that'll be an interesting joint. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were we were in Chicago. We were members of the Chicago Yacht Club, and uh, you told me that. Yeah. So it was uh, it was always fun to go down there, right on the lake, and uh, go boating and just enjoy. They they have a beautiful club there, and they they ran it really well. Uh, so we really enjoyed it. Well, as we uh, have you share a little bit about your life, why don't you each, uh, if you could, uh, share with us how you uh, came to know Christ. April, we'll start with you. How, tell, tell the audience how you came to know Christ. Um, it was not a straight line by any means. We were raised um, in a family um, that really didn't have faith. I had a grandmother who was Episcopalian and my brother and I would go to church with her occasionally, but our parents were not churchgoers. Um, and, you know, fast forward to, um, I got married in, um, my first marriage in 1989 and my brother was in the U S Navy and was out in Washington state and he became saved. He found Christ wow. and we, there's only the two of us mm -hmm. and, um, we're very close for 10 months apart. And he got in on an airplane and flew to New Hampshire, where I was living at the time, to share the gospel with oh. me. Wow. And I threw him out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> so that is how it started with me. Um, I could not see it. Um, just thick, thick scales. Had no idea. Thought he had lost his mind. Um, and 10 years later... Um, I had a dear friend in this neighborhood in the house that we're in, um, I bought as a single mom, I was divorced and was in a bidding war with people from Long Island. And oh, wow. that woman was Mary Capabianco. And she ended up leaving me alone and going and buying a home on the water. We were across the street from the water and we became fast friends. And she was a raised as a Catholic and definitely was seeking but again, I was not, but I really enjoyed her. We had a lot of great conversations and we were walking along this neighborhood one day. I can still see the spot. Neither of us are believers. And she was lamenting how she missed Long Island and why was she here? Like she just was really struggling with why she was in Rhode Island. And I said out of nowhere, because you're supposed to bring me to Christ. <laughs> And we wow. both stopped in her tracks and she said, why would you say that to me? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and it was about a year and a half later, Mary Cap brought me to Christ. So she went first and then me. 
and we have been tremendous friends. And um, so that is really, it was just, it was a slower process over that year when she became a Christian, I could hear her and the scales just started coming off and I can't give you an exact date. Sure. It was just one day. It was just, of course. Yeah. Beautiful. Of course. Uh, what yeah. a beautiful story. Wow. Yes. That's cool. How, how many years ago was that? 2000. 2000. Yeah, not 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. Yeah, we figured that. Uh, uh, Ned, how about you? I grew up in Massachusetts, Irish Catholic, uh, second of six kids. Mom and dad were very religious Catholic. You walked in our house, there would be a, a picture of the Pope and a picture of President Kennedy. <laughs> President Kennedy might be a little bit higher on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so my my uh catholic school grade school catholic high school church every every sunday every holy day altar boy all all of the above um really really came to christ when it was the first abiding retreat that we went to with with you rich and yeah. 2015 in 2015 and and uh honestly i was i was brought along kicking and screaming uh <laughs> didn't want to go and rich if you if you remember this at the the last day we all go down to the chapel and you said every couple come to the front of the church and and give what was your goal for the weekend <laughs> and, and i do I, remember I, this yeah <laughs> and i stood up and i was completely honest and forthcoming and said my goal for the weekend was not to leave early and alone <laughs> and, I, and, and I that was news that was news to his wife that was even in his mind because yeah, ned you had a uh, you had an escape plan right <laughs> i had an escape plan i absolutely did and uh to think back on it now I mean, even this this Sunday when we were at our worship church, we were singing a Tom Ewing song. I I cannot sing a Tom Ewing song without crying. Yeah. I just flat oh, out get so emotional because he was very involved in mm -hmm. in my life that weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was that that that's my background. Yeah. But I think it's an interesting one to note too for us. Um, Ned and I were married in 1999, and I was a woman without any faith. And in 2000, mm -hmm. I became saved and became what you would call a fire hose Christian. <laughs> and I was- And the fire hose was aimed at me. Yeah. Anything, <laughs> anything but soft or kind to Ned in that transition. Mm. And he finally said to me one day, um, who do you think you are speaking to me like this? And it really stopped me in my tracks and I decided, this is, it takes me a little while, but I decided to leave it in Jesus's hands yeah. <laughs> and just pray. That's what's better. And for me to, me, right, me to zip it. Um, and just, that was 15 years of prayer. Right. Wow. For Ned. Yeah. And we had, we had a lot of years where we would leave the house on a Sunday morning and April would go to Christ Church mm -hmm. and I would go to the local Catholic church. This went on for years. And, and uh, once one Sunday, April came home and she said, you know, I don't know if this matters to you, but everybody at church thinks I'm single. 
So the next night, the next weekend, I started going to church with April. <laughs> Good move there, uh, Ned. Well, um, I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. That's it. That's it. Uh, tell us, um, how did you two meet and then decide to get married? What, uh, what happened? Uh, tell us about that story. We, we met on August 12th, 1997. And it was a, um, it was a fundraising networking party that I was invited to in April by, by the friend, same friend mm -hmm. in, was invited to. And, and um, that's when I first met April, took my breath away. And I said to myself, just keep breathing and don't say anything stupid. <laughs> well, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> because at the time I was engaged to somebody else. Oh, wow. And um, the fun, there's two funny parts to this story. Ned's firm name was Bachelor Frechette, McCrory and Michael. And I was at the time an investment broker and I was networking often with one of the women in his office. And I used to send her mail that I used to say Bachelor Frechette and Michael. And she said, you always leave McCrory out. I said, he's probably some old geezer. Like, why does it matter? Like, it's, the name is so long. So when I meet Ned, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the guy whose name I never put on the, any of our mailings. Um, but the part that's the, the part that we laugh about the most is not only did he say this to me, but he was surrounded by people at the end of the night when I was leaving. He said, I just have one question for you. Um, is this engagement thing really going to happen? <laughs> I was like, who says that? To I was like, yes. And here, here we are. <laughs> so, wow. Ned, Ned um, you were prophetic and you didn't know it. <laughs> very true, Kathy. Very true. Yes. But, you know, in that, in that next year, we became fabulous friends. We would talk all the time. We would have almost almost a regularly scheduled Friday afternoon phone conversation where we'd talk about what we were going through, what we do on the weekend, et cetera. Well, um, I was starting a business. I had left investments and was starting the marketing firm. And so trying to, I never started a business. He was a CPA. Um, the woman that had invited us was an attorney. Um, so we had had, we were constantly having conversations about what I had to think about. What was I doing? Um, we joke that Ned was dating all of Rhode Island at the time. So it was just, we would, it was just, we were, we start, we were both golfers. We were in the same circle. So we became friends. So when I ended up actually, the engagement broke off, Ned showed up and said, I think we should date. And I said, I can never date you. Like you're like, you're one of my best friends. Like that can't go backwards. Mm -hmm. Like we'll, we'll lose that, you know, and um, he was persistent and we were married, I think a year and two months later yeah. or something like that. So you dated, you dated uh, 98 and then uh, got married in 99, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty exciting. Um, and um, what, uh, what is your family like uh, uh, now? What, what do you, what's your children like? And uh, well, as, as part of that, you can speak to that, but when we, we got to, um, I lost my train of thought. As your children. I'll jump in. I'll right. jump in. You can yeah. jump in. When, when um, Ned and I were married, I had two children, Alex oh, right. 
our son who was nine at the time and our daughter, Kate, who was seven. Um, and Ned had never had children of his own. So we, right. we I had, I had, I had been married before, but no children. And one of my, one of my buddies was fond of saying that I, I went prefab <laughs> walking right into the, the family, the ready-made family. Yeah. And that was a big transition. Ned lived in Providence. Um, we lived in this house that I'm in right now. Half an um, hour away. So a half hour away, the kids and I had lived in this home by ourselves for um, almost six years. And so Ned moved into our space and that was um, the first year we ended up in counseling, trying to deal with all of what that sure. means to bring that together. Right. And sure. that was a real blessing for us yep. to have someone help us walk through that transition. Yep. And you've just uh, recently remodeled a lot of your house, haven't you? We added an addition off the back of the house. Um, really, I think we're calling, we took it from the teenage years into what it means to be an adult in a home. So uh, we've added an, an ensuite upstairs for friends to come and stay with us um, and expanded our, we do a lot of entertaining um, and our dining room was smaller. So expanded our dining room to be able to have lots of people around the table. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. wonderful. And Ned, you, you invented a uh, outdoor game, right? Well, kind of. I, I took what <laughs> washer toss and made so many changes on it. I, I took a great thing and, and perfected it. And and uh, we we found that when we were camping, we heard the people next to us, the clinking of the, the washers, et cetera. And we, we we figured that out. And we've we've taken it to an extreme where I've made a couple hundred of these games now. Yeah. And we have an annual, our, our 10th annual fundraiser is, is coming up. We'll, we'll, we'll raise over $20,000 playing this funny little game in a March Madness bracket type situation. And everybody pays $100 to be a team. Every dollar raised goes to benefit the North Kingstown Food Pantry. And they'll be the first ones to tell you we've become a line item on their budget for the year. And if ever we chose to stop doing this, they want to get they want, would like us to give them a, a, at least a year notice so they can wean off the uh, but it's it, it, it's become a cult classic it, it seems like everything everything revolves around Nedley Winks the people the friendships that are formed the bonding the competition the, yeah. and doing God's work God's work with feeding the hungry it's yeah. just it's, yeah. it's fabulous I love it. describe Nedley Winks describe that game a little okay. bit what is that game because we have one you it's sent a, one to us Picture a picture a wooden box, 17 inches square, with a toilet flange in the middle of it. And there's two, there's two of these boxes. One of the changes I made was to put a rope in between. So each the front of each box is exactly 10 feet away from the other box, yeah. stand behind, try to get points by by doing that. Yep. And as April's fond of saying, somewhere there's in the Home Depot in corporate headquarters is saying, who is this guy and why is he buying 400 toilet flanges from <laughs> us over the years? <laughs> it, it's, uh, but the beautiful thing about it is whether you're old or young, male or female, it's it's not like horseshoes where you've got a, a heavy, it, it's a very light thing. And, and frankly, the young 
children are a lot good. better at it than pretty good. Than yeah. Do you do you is it sold online or anything like that, or it has to be we have to know you and we say still have, hey we, we want to order website, some medley right? wings. The, the website isn't up at the moment, but Ned makes them, still makes them by hand, and okay. so we certainly um, we certainly can get you. There's many C12 members would love yes. to be on Rich the wait has, list. You have a game, Rich. We do, yeah, wings. we do. Yeah. Our family plays and, it. We really love it. And, and Kathy too, I think Dan, um, we're doing our next Nedley Wings tournament is coming up September 25th. So many C12 members will be down. So if, 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 you're, if you're in driving Very distance, we'd love to come. You can, you can see the craziness. Ned, I do, I do fund, I do fundraising with it as well. I charge my kids and grandkids to apply it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. Yeah. Well, is. Uh, we know that, you know, you attended abiding retreat. Sure, sure. A little bit, each of you about your personal experience with abiding. Um, what does that look like and what has it meant to you? And April, we can start with you. Um, I remember it was the fall of 2015, October is when we first came up and it's one of those marks in your life where I can say I was never the same. Yeah. It just completely changed my perspective of a relationship with the Lord and how to read the word. And the fact that God cares enough about me and my path and why he has me here. Um, but I think it's also been amazing to me how it's still such a journey. I keep thinking I'm going to get really good at this and then i'm like oh i still have so much to learn yeah. so much to learn but it has been amazing for us we went through a major change with my business that had um ned and i and friends abiding rich you came alongside with dave dunkel and we're abiding um knowing that i mean the other light bulb moment for me I always feel silly saying it, but I'll say it in case anyone, it hasn't occurred to anyone else. Um, but I don't have the April version of the Holy Spirit in me. And Ned has the Ned version. We all have the same. Right. right. And if we all have the same, then we should come to unity. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be a God of confusion and start giving everyone different answers. So that is so comforting when you're up against life's questions or challenges to ask another believer. So there's even in C12 sitting around the table, there are abiders and those are the folks that I know I'm really mm -hmm. listening to because they're seeking the Holy Spirit too. So mm -hmm. it's just been a tremendous game changer. We taught abiding. Um, we did the video series recently with some folks um, was such a blessing. The amazing part to do a full circle um, is my mom came <laughs> oh, to the abiding really? and has just been such an absolute joy to watch her start to have the scales come off her eyes. And mm. she'll still say, I don't understand it. I'm always confused, but I know that the Lord is, is moving and she's willing. So the, um, it was a life-changing moment in October of 2015, but still continues. Um, and Rich, I would say every retreat we do with you, um, you know, the, we just recently got invited to the fall. Like Rick, Rick sends an email 
I don't even need to know what it's on. I just say yes. <laughs> I just say like, yes. Like, it's like, yes, we're in. Yes. Um, and unlike the, like the first time, unlike the first time when <laughs> yeah. Deb said no, he wouldn't come with me several times. I just know that no matter when, Ned will be there. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, and Ned, how about you? How does that How does that look like for you? Well, it was fascinating because I, we were, we're still very different steps and phases of our life and with with christ but then it was it was a, the grand canyon divided us because while while growing up very catholic and very irish i, I never read the bible and that weekend was absolutely the first time i had for any length of time read read the bible right and through a misstep of mine in the cross-referencing, I, I ended up going to the 20, Psalm 23, which is the only section of the Bible that not only I knew, had read, but knew it by heart, yeah. because that was something that I, I learned as, as a young boy. It was, it, was, it was just amazing to go from that to now understanding and, and with, with my Bible seeing dates that I'd write in the corners and remember, oh, that was 2017. That was in New Hampshire at the, at the retreat and or, or whatever it might be. So it was it was incredibly different. I, I can't I can't think of a time in my life where I never I never felt that God that Jesus wasn't right with me alongside me and, and frankly, sometimes carrying me. Mm. But um, this is just a different it's a different level of connection. Yeah. And I, I think the beauty is rich, even in having conversations with you, um, again, just amazing the Holy Spirit. I remember we were, we were facing so many challenges this year, so many questions. And I remember getting up one morning and I, I get up, um, I'm a morning person, so I'm up early. I sit in the word um, and, what can be more of a challenge for me sometimes is is staying in one place that mm -hmm. sometimes feels like I'm not making progress. So I'm trying to keep moving and it's very much true to my personality. So learning to just kind of sit your homework for me on the first abiding retreat was I was to spend six months in Psalm 23, Yeah. <laughs> period. I was like, what on earth do you do in Psalm 23 for six months? Um, but it was again, it was just such a game changer for me. But I, I think that morning I was writing, I literally wrote in my journal, Lord, help me reconnect to what it truly means to ask, seek and knock with you. Like, yeah. what are the steps? Mm. And then we were on a call with you that morning. We had a, we're supposed to be teaching on authority. And you say, you know what? You all have a lot of questions this morning. Let's go back and review how to ask, seek, and knock with God. I'm like, oh my I gosh. love it. Like if if I need these reminders that God is there and yeah. and for us, mm -hmm. I see them over and over again. Not only in abiding for us as a couple, but when you are blessed enough to be surrounded by others who are also mm -hmm. doing that. Right. It's really beautiful. Right. And describe. Um, you said ask, seek, and knock, going to unity. Um, how does that work for the two of you? Uh, and do you have any examples of, of how you've done that, the process to discern God's will together as a couple? 
Well, part of the steps you laid out where we went back is we actually took a separate page in our notebooks and we wrote all the questions that were before us. Um, Ned's thinking about retirement ages and when that's gonna happen. We're trying to think if, if I am staying where I am, am I called there or is there something next? We have questions about our family. We struggle with margin. Um, you know, the list goes on and on of the things that the Lord could be speaking to us. So we wrote them out on, on our notebooks, each with a separate page. And then we came back together and agreed on the questions. You know, Ned had a few that I didn't have. I had a few that he didn't have. So we wrote those down. And then we went away and this is the beautiful thing that you know you you sometimes get overwhelmed but then we went away and we wrote only what we knew to be facts about each of the questions mm. so we wrote down the facts that we knew yep and then we got back together again and it was just amazing you would think the facts would be the same but there were a couple like oh that's good like, yeah. I, hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't thought of that one like that's a really good one or i had forgotten about that and then we wrote we went away again and then we wrote what questions were we still seeking that we didn't have answers to within those so even around like retiring one of my questions was to you know really speak to a financial planner and have someone else tell us you're good you know you're good or, or this is what you need so we wrote down all of those different things we were still seeking um and then we went after them you know, we went and started doing some of them. And then as we got those answers, you start seeing pieces of the questions come together and some are clearer and some are still gray. So then you can dig into those. And I find it's what I, what I'm learning to be, um, I am a type A personality. I like a structure and I, can just see Jesus smiling sometimes, just whispering, um, it's okay. Mm. You know, I, I sometimes feel like Martha, 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 you know, <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, and just, so some questions I stay on for weeks and other questions don't get touched. Right. And that used to bother me. And now I just let it be what's the, the top. And then, um, going to ned from time to time for other pieces the part we don't do really well yet is is having a regular check-in i know we talk to friends who have that regular check-in um that always that's the one that always falls off we kind of end up going off doing our stuff and then it's like trying to remember to come back yeah i don't know mm -hmm. would you add anything to that i think that covers a lot of it it was incredibly helpful to me to us in some business decisions that that i had uh, particularly who i would choose to merge mm -hmm. my firm in right. there were there were four founding partners in our firm the other three at that point had already retired and so really it really was my decision and this this has happened to me a lot where people people say they they hear from jesus i could I could echo that, but it, it, I don't hear his voice. I hear it in, in signs. And by that, I mean, this one day I was driving into the office from, from home to Providence, half an hour, and just praying about which, which firm I should choose to merge in with. And I, I thought it, it was between 
Citroen Cooperman and O'Connor Davies. And so OD and CC. And I'm praying, I'm praying, and a 18-wheeler passes me, and emblazoned on the back of it is Old Dominion Freightline, and OD was prominent. Yeah. O'Connor Davies, Old Dominion. Yeah. And that was my sign. Mm -hmm. And I don't, can, can you cut this if you don't? <laughs> because, <laughs> because a couple of weeks so I, I took that and was starting the, the process of merging in with O'Connor Davies and then several weeks uh, Avery you, you haven't heard this before probably uh, probably a month later uh oh <laughs> I, was, I was in a restaurant looking down and I and I saw the the name Citron white letters and, and orange background and I thought oh my goodness did I misread the sign hmm. and then I realized I was standing in the urinal it was the the little <laughs> sieve down at the that so I thought okay I'm urinating on citron I think that's a good that's another sign God I, I got it I got it ワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワクワ
he granted me those moments when I was like, whoa, 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 you, you, you're out again, you're out again, um, way ahead. But there were enough signs and I was just praying constantly for uh, a peace. Um, it was a really, first and foremost, it was a really hard decision for Ned to determine this was the time. Yeah, sure. So yeah. that was the other thing that was was happening. Um, and also the realization, Ned is the rainmaker and has been, even with his four partners. And the rain, and so everyone else retired and there were no rainmakers coming up behind him. Mm. So he was trying to position, he finally was the, the last guy standing. And there's, and so managing partner, able to lead his vision, and yet it was feeling like the time was now. So he had that person. So my, a lot of my prayer was praying for him to get to neutral, praying mm. for him to not be wrapped up in either path and let the Lord lead. And um, that was probably where I was, was most involved trying to pray that Ned was truly at the right time, the Lord's time for this. Yeah. And there was a lot of prayer about that. And that whole lesson about neutral, meaning you're okay with either answer right. for both of us, because I was like, this should probably happen. But me being like the Lord's timing will be perfect. So mm -hmm. praying for that. And it was, um, it seemed like it was going to be a while, you know, it seemed like it was actually the signs were, were indicating that it would be some time before it happened. And then all of a sudden, things just started moving in a really um, natural, seamless way. Um, and the firm that Ned merged with really, really was interested in this private club practice um, where some of the firms could have cared less. They might not have even kept it necessarily, but this firm was really interested, which meant that Ned got to come in and bring value in this right. transition time. Right. And it was such a blessing to him. So there was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of listening to Ned and going back to the word for confirmation mm -hmm. and asking the Lord to give me the questions to ask Ned and um, making sure that I allowed enough space because we, we have adult children who don't live here, but we see them a lot. And so that they're in our lives, but making sure I gave Ned enough space for him to download with me and for me to hear the question. So um, I, I was, um, I was definitely chasing, um, but I, but I'm pretty persistent. I, I kept up and I was, I was asking the right questions and getting to a place where we had some real peace. Yeah. Ned, from your perspective, how did, how did that work for you? Well, it worked out. The, the end result is fabulous. It was clearly the right decision. And it's, it's almost three years ago now. It'll be, mm -hmm. it'll be the end of this year will be three years that, that we, uh, we actually did the merge. And it, it's, it seems like a, a week or a month doesn't go by where there's something that happens where there's a decision made at the corporate level that is the same decision I would have made in my 30 person firm. I, I said to the managing partner of the entire firm recently, so Kevin, you've, you've been able, I, I created this culture in a 30 person firm, but you've been able to have that same culture in a thousand person firm. 
it's just unheard of. Right. And the things that they that keep on happening. Very recently, uh, well, four years ago, I, Kathy, you probably don't know this, and it's yeah. it's okay. Sure. I, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And no one at up, up until two weeks ago, my partners in Providence didn't even know. Mm. Certainly the partners in, in New York didn't know. And, and April and I talked a lot about it, prayed about it and decided it, it was time. Mm. So I talked to one of the partners on the executive committee that I'm very close to and, and, and told him and they could not have been more fabulous. It was just amazing. And it was, you know, their reaction was, what, what do you want to do, Natalie? What do you want to do? We, we, want to, we want to do what's best for you. You've been, you know, the, the private club practice that April talked about when I started it 10, 12 years ago that we had three I built that up to 50, we merged in, and now we're over 100, wow. everything that I've been able to do. So they're, they're, they're thrilled with, with what I've done. But it, was, it wasn't, well, we gotta, we got to talk and uh, we'll get back to you and see how this affects the firm. It was, how does this affect you? Mm. That, that was what it was all so about. That speaks so highly of the culture that's set up there. That's beautiful. But I think one of the things that's really important, one of our questions we were abiding on is when does Ned start being more public about having Parkinson's? Mm -hmm. um, and so we were praying and, uh, and abiding. And Ned said to me one day, I feel like the Lord is telling me that I'm to be an ambassador for wow. business people with Parkinson's. And so I said to him, that's really hard to do when you're in the closet. <laughs> if God is going to use you, you have to start saying this. So again, that's what we started praying about the time that the Lord would be so gracious to get Ned ready for mm -hmm. that. And that he would pick the right people to tell first that would just bless him. I mean, the very first person he told it is firm. Ned told him and then paused and he said, do you want me to do something with this information? Like, like, does this matter? Mm. And he said, I, one of my best friends has Parkinson's. Like, I, he's like, are you telling me because you want to do something? He said, no, I just thought I should tell you. He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, it was like, okay. Um, and I said, the one thing I would like you to do is talk to Kevin. Kevin Keene is the managing founder of the entire firm. And he said, okay. I'll talk to him, but I know what he's going to say. I've known him for 30 years. I know what he's going to say. He's going to say, what does Ned want to do? Right. What's best for Ned? Mm. So he called me back the next morning and said, I had a long conversation with Kevin late last night and they've known each other for so long. They have that kind of relationship where they'll, they'll talk to each other at 10 o'clock at night. And just as I predicted, Kevin said, what does Ned want to do? If Ned wants to retire today, we'll make it happen. If he wants to go on the same schedule of three more years, we'll make that happen. What, is, what does Ned want to do? Mm. And at one point during the phone conversation, Tom said to me, 
because I was quiet for a while. He said, did I, did I lose you? I said, no, Tom, but it, it, it's hard to talk when you're crying. Yeah. 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 And it's, uh, uh, you know, the whole thing is kind of uh, uh, beautiful because uh, I know one of your questions has been, um, well, what does it look like in terms of my retirement? Um, which even in your own mind, it's not absolute, you know, one day I work and the next day I stop. Hmm. Um, so that God has now provided you another step mm-hmm. of working it through with um, your firm. And they basically said, well, what, what, what looks good? What, what does it look like for you? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you and April now can spend that time. Um, uh, what, what does that look like now for you? And I, what, the way I would approach it is you're looking at God's will since you've been given that permission is be as pure as you can about that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't look at, well, I need to do this for the firm. Actually go the other direction and say, based upon where you are today, what it would look like to me to be ideal would look like this and start writing that down, processing that. April, you need to weigh in mm-hmm. in terms of what, what do we want to do as a couple? Um, what is our next phase of life going to look like? Um, and then go back to the firm and work that through until you get confirmation, you know, from it. But God just basically said to you, well, you two work it through with me and then we'll go to the firm next, you know. So you've got this next step now of God's will, which is kind of kind of cool. So. Right. Well, and it sounds cool. to me like he's also teed up a second question for you guys is he's he's spoken into being an ambassador for right. people in the business world with Parkinson's and okay, what does that look like? What's next God with that? What do you have to say? And I'm excited to see what he does with that as he begins to peel back some of the other and make space for what he wants to do with the ambassadorship. That's yeah. going to be a beautiful journey as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree, Kathy. And I also think it's just such a reminder. Um, the Lord doesn't want us to be fearful. No. And most of our fears are because we haven't brought them before the Lord and let him work them out for us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So by bringing this to God as a question about this mm-hmm. and when to speak it, he just was so gracious at helping Ned see who to speak to first. And the people he spoke to first were so affirming. Yeah. I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, Ned's biggest fear is, is they wouldn't want him there anymore or, or <laughs> think he was less. And they're like, no, right. like, they're like, like, we'll do whatever you want, but we want you here. And that was just such an affirmation Mm -hmm. for Ned in this season. Um, So I think that's the part that I've learned too. The things that are in our head that we worry about is is get them before him. The Lord already Mm -hmm. knows, but get them before him and together and have the conversations together about them. Right, yeah. Kevin said to me, he said, Nedley, let me be very, very clear and succinct. We want you for as much as we can have you for as long as we can have you. That's, that's our goal. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yep. That's so affirming, right? Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, we certainly uh, are excited uh, to your description of, of uh, pursuing God's will together and uh, how it works really as a couple. And April, I really uh, uh, hope everybody realizes, uh, you know, the few things you said was, you, particularly as you're looking at some uh, issues together where, you know, praying about what questions do I ask? 
Um, mm-hmm. how, how do we ask, seek, and knock? How do we get the truth? What, do, what truth do we know? Let's keep processing that truth. And, and then just like, just like now with this uh, announcement, um, not to figure it out yourself, mm-hmm. but rather, well, we have an issue. Uh, I, know, I know I have a heart to do this. Father, how would you have me do it? And then he says, well, do it this way. Um, and then you follow that and we're obedient. And that's going to open up a bunch of now uh, pathways mm-hmm. to, okay, what's next? Particularly around, well, why don't you two now define your beautiful life? What do you want that to look like? And then, and then go to your firm and say, I, I'd like it to look like this. Um, and they'll, of course, they'll, they'll cooperate with you because they've already said they would. So, mm-hmm. you know, how beautiful is that? So thank yeah. you so much for uh, sharing uh, your story and uh, we're excited to, we're, we're gonna we got to have you back on to find out what happened <laughs> absolutely uh, uh, to be continued to be continued yeah and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in uh, in october uh and kathy's been a, a, a privilege to have uh, april and uh, ned and just to, absolutely uh, thanks for joining us guys thanks for having us your story is so inspirational to so many. And I'm just going to add in one little thing. Um, this is the wife perspective in hearing your story that I don't want to be lost here is the beauty of not only you and Ned walking together and working on the ask, seek and knock, but you as his spouse, um, seeing the importance of praying into him, having clear eyes to see and to be led and clear ears to be, to hear. And I think that is such an essential thing that we can do for each other yeah. is just continuing, especially when one, like you said, you're, you were kind of chasing behind, <laughs> just continuing to pray that, that both of you are completely hearing and neutral. And, and that's a beautiful part of the process. Yeah, it really so, is. Thank you. But we, thanks for sharing your story. Thanks yeah. for the inspiration. Thank you so much. We, we, we wish love you well having you guys online. We will look forward to seeing you guys again. See you soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.